In her enchanting novel Yonder, Ali Standish weaves a heartwarming tale that explores the transformative power of friendship and the healing nature of new beginnings. With its compelling characters, vivid descriptions and emotionally resonant storytelling, this book is a testament to the enduring strength of human connections. Every hero has a story, but not every story has a hero. Even now, after all this time, I'm still trying to figure out which one this is. A hero story or a story without a hero. So begins Danny's story against the backdrop of his idyllic 1940s Appalachian small town. And to discuss it with us today here is Vihan. So welcome to Book the Bully everybody and welcome back Vihan. It's been a while since we saw you last. I've hoped you've had some enthralling reads since then. Hi, I'm Vihan Morgan from Ontario, Canada. It's great to be back reviewing a book with Book the Bully. I recently came across this book yonder in my school library and I loved the fact that it was a very thought-provoking book, though written in a slightly simple setting. Well, I'm glad that there are still people like you and me who still visit libraries. Kudos to the creed of library goers. Danny tells us that not all stories have heroes. Is there a true hero in yonder? I do believe the story has heroes, for sure. It's hard for me to pick one, though. I would rather say that the heroes of this book are Lou, Jack, and Danny. Lou, even after Danny told everyone about Lou's older brother, George, she still didn't despise him. She had amazing tolerance and very fiercely set up to Bruce and Nick Pittman when she thought they were doing wrong. For me, even Danny is a hero. Everyone makes mistakes. And so does Danny. But the thing is, he learned from all his mistakes and very gracefully apologized to Lou. In my eyes, even Jack was a hero. Although he hid his age from everyone just to avoid going to war, this activist was not because he was a coward, but he did not want to become ruthless like his father became after the war. I mean, he experienced it firsthand. So, all three of them were heroes in their own way for standing up for their friends and for what they felt was right. The concept of racism in this book takes multiple personas. In that light, how were the Musgraves treated differently from other families in Pocky Cat? Why do you think no one questioned the way they were treated? The way the Musgraves were treated was absolutely unacceptable. They were not allowed to borrow books from the library. They were not allowed to talk to the shopkeeper, or I would say the shopkeeper won't talk to Mrs. Musgrave when she went to get the groceries. All this because they were a black family living in a white community. Oh, and I forgot to mention, they, everyone named Mrs. Musgrave by the, uh, her first name, Daphne, while every single one besides Mrs. Musgrave in the village was treated with actual respect and was uh, named with their last name. I mean, come on, what's wrong with these people? But this doesn't mean that they should be treated the way they were. It was totally unacceptable. And I myself, even though it's just a story, I feel very strongly and very 
I, you know, I feel very angry about it. I feel quite strongly about it myself. The Musgraves leave Foggy Gap after they're denied a farm loan. How did this affect their family? Although the story of Jack was very heartbreaking because of all the abuse he was facing, the Musgraves' story was downright sad. The Musgraves were living as much of a happy life as they could, considering that they were discriminated against because they were black. Nevertheless, they had a lively farm, and they were happy. But when Nick Pittman decided not to give them their farm loan so they could, and they could pay off taxes, he took the one thing that they gave them happiness. They were forced to move out. I mean, come on. The Musgraves were isolated, and they had to relocate to Pittsburgh, where Mrs. Musgrave's sister lived. They left their farm life, and Mrs. Musgrave, Mr. Musgrave started working in a factory along with Mrs. Musgrave. Although it was unfair to them, yet they embraced the change happily and positively. Once again, I completely agree with you. Now, Vyan, it's been a pleasure talking to you on both of these occasions. But what has your side of the experience been like? Bookbibbly is an amazing platform, which encourages young children to read and develop their vocabulary. <laughs> I was helped by it too. I really like the idea that it introduces children to different genres and exposes them to a wide, wide variety of books. Well, that's high praise indeed, coming from a library goer. Do you agree with Jack's decision to leave Foggy Gap and Danny's decision to let him go? I definitely agree with uh, the decision of Jack to leave Foggy Gap. This is actually another story which I feel very strongly about because he was treated like dirt by both his own father and the entire Foggy Gap. His own father hit him, gave him broken ribs, black eyes, and, you know... It, it was like torture to him. And it was totally unacceptable because fathers are supposed to, you know, comfort their children. The only people who actually respected him were the Timmons family and Lou. If he were to stay, he would only be abused more and forced to go to war against his will. Danny was aware of the trauma Jack was facing. So letting him leave was a very sensible and considerate decision by Danny. You know, Sometimes, a true friend is the one who lets his friend do what he wants. Not because, but despite. In the book, Danny says, I was starting to see how a little wrong made way for another little wrong, and another and another, until all those wrongs became something enormous and monstrous and wicked. What do you think he means by this? I think what that means is that when one person does wrong and then all the other people contribute to that wrong, it becomes something wretched and horrible like war. For instance, the way the Musgraves were ill-treated initially by Mr. Pittman and later by the whole city shows how one wrong leads to another. That's a very interesting take. I hadn't thought of it like that. What do you think it means to have courage and conscience? Is it important? Should we reach out for both of these qualities? Having courage doesn't just mean to fight and show your strength. 
It means to overcome your fears and stand up for yourself and others around you. Having conscience, on the other hand, means to think through your decisions and make sure those are ethically correct. I feel that having conscience is important too because if we use our courage blindly, then chances are we might just end up hurting people like Jack's father did. Yes, I believe so too. In fact, anything in an excess is dangerous. And I do agree that moderation is key. I think this was an amazing book to read. And I myself could stop reading it when I started. <laughs> thank you so much for having me here at Book Bully, And thank you so much for listening at home. Adios. And thank you, Behan. Adios, amigo. It's a tough world that we live in. And this was a tough time during World War II with millions of human beings being systematically exterminated in Europe by Hitler, while millions more were being denied basic human rights in America because of the color of their skin. And when too many Americans were turning a blind eye to what was going on in both cases. And here, I would like to add to the list of heroes that Vihan mentioned. Dorothy Timmons is the unsung hero of this powerful and unforgettable piece of historical fiction. In an era when white men hold all of the power, Danny's mom is an outsider, an independent and college-educated woman, and an honest and loving mother. She stands up to people when necessary and stands up for people in a manner that changes lives and makes the world a better place. It is time now for Book the Bully Read Record. The pacing of the story is well balanced, allowing the emotional arc of the characters to unfold naturally. The book requires a reading competency level of 5. The author employs an easy-to-follow writing style with a smooth flow, avoiding heavy words that might hinder comprehension. The acceptable age for reading this book would be 10 and above. Readers can expect to finish the book in approximately 3-4 to four days, breaks included. This was a realistic treatment for boys' experience with life in the US during World War II. I appreciated mentions of sugar rationing, collecting scrap metal for the war effort, families sending off, and sometimes dealing with the warden, their son. Yonder offers an engaging blend of young adult fiction, mystery, and historical fiction, making it an ideal choice for readers seeking an immersive and thought-provoking reading experience. It offers a natural extension to its reading trajectory that includes books such as Refugee, A Perfect Mistake, and A Duet for Home. Once you have read this, you are ready for Free Water by Amina Lakman Dawson. All the best and happy reading!